is um, is some specifics about, because we're moving from healing into the manifestation of discerning of spirits. And so I want to talk about what that is. And um, there's actually some crossover because there's a number of healings that you see in the Bible that are actually, really, there's a lot of stories just really similar to Christians in the Bible as far as healing from people that had um, seizures. And, um, and some physical healings are actually, or physical health issues are even caused by demons. I don't, I don't know if I made that clear. Like, I do think that I had, like, spirits, like, that were causing, I don't know if I said that, but I do think that. But, and so, so there is, there is crossover from the manifestation of healing in, as, into discerning of spirits. Um, you know what? I feel really confident about this topic of discerning of spirits. I've seen, I've seen darkness, I've seen Satan, I've seen demons, um, I'm telling you, just like Kaiser Soze, you know, in the usual suspects, the biggest, you know, the biggest trick that the, that the devil ever pulled was talking people out of his existence. And I believe that's true because it doesn't help pretending that there's no Satan. Um, just ignoring it, because Satan's got a lot of power. And when he can operate where people are ignorant of his existence, his motive is to do everything that he can to separate us out from God so that we are powerless and so that he can do what it says in John 10 10 it says that he has come to steal kill and destroy and so it's a if you just look at some of the dark things that happen in this world in this life they're sickening there's some of the, some of the the some of the things that happen some of the heinous crimes some of those things, it's, it's, the devil is, is, it's no laughing matter. He's not a little red guy with a pitchfork. Um, he's a spirit being that has a lot of power. Uh, it says in the Bible that, you know, it, it's God gives free will, but that he was um, an archangel, and when he fell, because he wanted to be God, and it was pride that lifted him up to that. He took one-third of the angels from heaven that make up the, the demons today. And um, there are, we don't know how many there are as far as demons go, spirit beings, but there are quite a bit. Because um, if Jesus said that he could call 72,000 angels, you know, if he asked and they'd be there for him, you know, 12 legions of angels, then there's a you know, at least half of those that, you know, that are of demons. There's at least, you know, but uh, my guess is that there's probably quite a bit more than that just by what we see and what we witness. Uh, I want to, because it says in the Bible that we are not to be ignorant of his devices, because if, if we're blind, if we're not looking, if we're pretending it doesn't exist, we're powerless when it comes to, uh, to the enemy. So the Bible is really clear. It says actually that a lot of, in the Old Testament, you don't read as much. It's about Satan uh, because they did not have Holy Spirit. And we're in the topic of Holy Spirit. And the fact that God, when you get born again, you have Holy Spirit, you have the ability to discern spirits. You have the ability to cast out spirits. Um, so in this day and age, with Holy Spirit, we're, we're actually a, better equipped because you can't fight spirit with flesh, you'll lose. You'll just, honestly, Satan's power against flesh will just squish you like a bug. You know what I'm saying? You, you got nothing. Uh, but on the other hand, God's power next to Satan will just squish him like a bug. Like, and so 
It says in the Bible that greater is he that is in us than he that's in the, in, in the world. So with God on our side and the Lord Jesus Christ, um, we have power against the wicked one, against Satan, and there's no, needs, and there's no reason to fear. Uh, but it's important to kind of understand and to know. So uh, today, because this is our first day on it, um, springboarding off of um, Kristen's amazing testimony of God's power and working, um, uh, which was exciting to, it's, it's exciting to witness. And it is sad that we're not excited all the time about those things. I've seen a lot of stuff like that. And just like the puppy, and it's just like the next day, it's like, oh, yeah, that was good. <laughs> you know? Um, but first I want to talk about the definition of the manifestation of discerning of spirits, if we can put that up there, um, and to help you to understand that. The manifestation of discerning of spirits manifest is it's your operation, so you choose to operate discerning of spirits. It's a choice that you make. You know, you have Holy Spirit, and you have the power to do this, but you can choose to just not operated at all. But it's your God-given ability, the manifestation of, of discerning of spirits, and the ability is to discern the presence or absence of spirits and their identity. And you'll see that in the Bible, because we're going to be going through some records in the next few weeks uh, leading up to Thanksgiving and Christmas. We'll be closing out our Holy Spirit uh, teachings on discerning of spirits. So you, you get to know or whether there's spirits present or not and their identity. We'll talk about that there's different types of spirits that the Bible talks about. There's murder spirits, lying spirits, charming spirits, deceiving spirits, well, I guess, you know, um, mute spirits, deaf spirits, all kinds of things like that. And it says it also allows you to discern whether you may cast them out and how. Because... And you see in the Bible where people cast spirits out when they should not have cast spirits out. It's in order to operate the manifestation of discerning of spirits, you need to operate word of knowledge and word of wisdom, which means you need to ask God. There is no formula for casting out spirits. Blowing on a head could be what God tells you to do. And if God tells you to blow on a head, you blow on a head. And, um, but you see, actually, in the Bible, and when we look at Jesus and the way that he dealt with spirits, there are many things that... Um, as far as casting spirits out. In the Old Testament, there's actually a record uh, of, of a spirit leaving by music. You know, music can actually, actually, we should probably have had that up there on my list of things to do. I, I, I wrote down some notes of things that I, that I know are um, in the Bible about spirits, but, um, but music is one of the things that can either drive spirits out or actually open your mind to, to demons, one or the other. That is actually one of the one of Satan's methods, but let's go to, oh wait, Adam left so we don't have the next chart. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> uh, sorry, did you have to? Um, so one of the things to keep in mind, which I think is really a big deal, is God always gives free will and choice, and Satan controls and imprisons. And you really see, anything that you see, it's, I, I love with all of my heart and soul and wouldn't trade it for anything that God gives free will. God gives free will. Even if we're walking into disaster zone, uh, it's hard, you know, it's hard, you know, but I love that God gives us choice and that God gives us free will. And you see that all through the Bible. You never see God taking control uh, of somebody's, you know, somebody over their choice or their will. Satan, though, one of the things that you're going to see when you see 
um, how Satan operates. Anytime, like one of the things that you'll see that's, that um, is an indicator of a demon is not having any control. Um, actually, let's go to, uh, well, oh, this is another one. Um, so the way that demons work, demons can't, because just so that you're afraid, you know, just in case you're afraid, demons can't just show up and possess anybody. It's not like they can just go, oh, look, you know, Lindsay, yeah, she looks like, you know, let's just, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I want to say that the thing is, is, is the devil cannot operate like that. The devil actually, it, it can give you some peace of mind that um, the only way that a, that a demon can actually possess somebody is that a person needs to open their mind for a demon to come in. And the Bible actually talks, there's actually some scriptures, which uh, we're not going to actually get into today, but uh, in Luke and Ephesians that talks about how people... Um, yeah, First John, oh, that's a different one. Oh, that was for God was much more powerful than Satan. Oh, well. Demons can't just possess anyone. Uh, a person needs to open their mind for a demon to come in. That's in Luke and Ephesians, where it talks about um, that a person actually prepares their minds to receive spirits. So I want to kind of talk a little bit about, actually, you know what? Uh, we can go to that. Let's go to that one. Um, uh, there's actually a couple good scriptures there. Luke 11. Luke 11, and in verse 17. Um, oh, actually, you know what? Uh, let's start in verse 14 and just see the context of Jesus t talking about this, where Jesus is explaining things. Jesus was driving at a demon that was mute. There we see, uh, again, you're going to see this a lot through the scriptures, is that it's, that it's not everybody that's mute that's caused, that it means that a demon's causing it, but sometimes there are physical um, illness things that are caused by demons. And so this specifically was a mute spirit. Um, when the demon left, the man who had been mute spoke, and the crowd was amazed. But some of them said, by Beelzebub, the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. Others tested him by asking for a sign from heaven. Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, any kingdom divided against itself will be ruined, and a house divided against itself will fall. If Satan is divided against himself, how can his kingdom stand? I say this because you claim that I drive out demons by Beelzebub. Now, if I drive out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your followers drive them out? So then, they will be your judges. But if I drive out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God has come to you. And then in verse 21, it says, when a strong man, and this, this is a really good illustration that Jesus uses about how it works as far as you know, there, there's a way to guard your mind against spirits. It says, when a strong man fully armed guards his own house, his possessions are safe. But when someone stronger attacks and overpowers him, he takes away the armor in which the man trusts and divides up the spoils. He who is not with me is against me, and he who, do, who does not gather with me scatters. When an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. 
When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. So one of the things, and then there's another, actually, we're, um, you can flip over to this one, Ephesians 4. Um, is that what that scripture's talking about is for one, you got to watch what, what armor you're guarding yourself with, for one. You know, again, you cannot battle flesh against spirit, you will lose. You f- battle spirit against spirit, you're going to win. The spirit of God, you can, gu- you can guard your mind against demons with the spirit of God, and Satan can't come in there. You know, you are safe. Um, but it also talks about the fact that there's such a thing as making a nice little house for a demon. Like where you sweep it and make them feel welcome and put out the doilies and do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, where you just go, come on in. We've been waiting for you. There's lots of room here for you to come live and dwell. Um, and so we're going to talk about how that happens. It doesn't mean at all that a person's ba- like bad. I absolutely know for a fact that there have been times that I've had spirits, you know, where I... I felt the presence of spirits even before I knew, even before a time that I knew I didn't even believe in God. I look, you know, some of the stuff that was going on with me is just like, wow, now I get it that they were spirits, that there were times that I felt the the heaviness, I felt the darkness, I felt the out of control. It's funny because I had a friend of mine when I was uh, younger who was an atheist, and he'd always make fun of the fact that I believed in God. And... um, but he, he sensed, he had sensed demons. And I was just like, he had to give me that. He was just sort of like, I go, how is it that if there's no God and you're an atheist, but you felt the presence, you know, of evil, of spirits, like he's, he's seen spirits, he's felt spirits. And I'm like, and there's, how do you reconcile that? He's like, well, I guess you got me stumped there, but it was, it was just the only time I had ever gotten any ground about the existence of God was about the fact that he had witnessed, I witnessed the, you know, the, the experience of demons. It's funny because um, it's amazing the number of people that have no, no belief in God or not a lot of faith that have experienced dark spiritual powers of some kind, uh, the, the presence, etc. cetera. Um, Ephesians 4, this is another one that talks about and we're going to actually give you the details of that. Ephesians 4 in verse, um, actually, you know what? This is pretty cool. Um, ah, We'll start in verse 20 because the context of this is kind of cool. It talks about, it, this is a, a section of scripture that talks about giving place, giving the devil a foothold giving him a room to get himself in there. It says, verse 20, You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires. Again, one of the top things that you see demons coming in on is lies. Satan lives in lies. Demons, that's a lot of open doors to demons have to do with with feeding into a lie, believing a lie, living lies. Um, they, Satan lives in darkness. So it's deceitful desires. Um, 
It says, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off, again, look at this falsehood, and speak truthfully. A lot of truth versus lies is a big key to this, to his neighbor, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. These are all keys, like, as far as not letting spirits in. And do not give the devil a foothold, because if you do, he'll come in. It says, he who, has not, he, he who has been stealing must steal no longer, must but work, doing something useful with his own hands, that he might have something to share with those in need. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only that which is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it might benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Spirit of God with whom you're sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all, and look at these. These are all things that open your mind to spirits. Bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving one another, just as Christ, just as in Christ God forgave you. So I want to kind of go through a list. Some of the things that open people's minds to demons. This section of scripture actually lists more than I got. Um, but I just wrote down some of the things. God is much more powerful. Uh, this is the, some of the things that open people's minds to demons. Yeah. Okay. One is um, drugs or alcohol abuse. What, why would that be, do you think? You're not in reality is a big one. You're altering your mind, you know. It, you, trying to numb out, disconnect, um, all of those things. It's not like every time, this does not mean that you're going to absolutely get a spirit, but this definitely sets people up a lot as far as um, uh, spirits go. You, and honestly, you can, if you kind of watch, what happens is in all of these things that we're going to see, people prepare their hearts, prepare their hearts where they get further and further down the road and a demon comes in and that takes them over the edge. And then they get to that point, you know, where, where you see more out of control behavior. You see, it goes darker, it gets more deeply rooted. It's um, uh, that, that kind of thing. So drugs or alcohol abuse, uh, the second one I've got up here is a whole bunch of things that we saw. Dwelling on thoughts, feelings, or behaviors that are harmful without getting help. So there's a list of things that we just read in Ephesians. I didn't even get them all. But any of those things that we kind of live in or dwell in, and you don't let God or others be there for you for help, you're not reaching out for help, um, can open your mind to spirit. So some of those things I, I've got, lies, you know, living, again, speaking lies, living lies. I used to, honestly, uh, it's bizarre to me, I used to lie about everything. Like, it was just, you know, and you've probably seen people that are just completely out of control as far as this, you know, part of, part of their life goes. Rage, you know, anger that go goes um, into the rage category. Uh, depression. It's, it's again, these are things that sometimes if, if you stay in this long enough and you don't get help or healing that can sometimes open people up to spirits. Envy, you know, like people, if, like sitting there in, I've, I've opened my mind up to spirits with envy before, you know, where I've just spent t like feasted and feasted and feasted on, you know, envy for somebody. Bitterness is a big one too, you know, living in that and, and resentment. 
anytime, like, the thing is, is that you prepare your mind and make room for the spirit, and the spirit comes in, and it's, then it's harder, you know, as far as getting healing. It's harder for people to be more open once that spirit is there. Um, isolation is another one. You know, again, isolation feeds lies. You know, if you don't have God or others there and you're in your isolation, I, I notice that just on a regular basis as far as, you know, up and down over the years. It just makes a big difference. If I'm inviting, any place I'm inviting people in, you know, and God in, I'm seeing more truth. Isolation feeds a lot of lies. And then another one we've got is the, the occult. The occult, and that's what Kristen was talking about when you're dealing with things like, astrology, Ouija boards, anything that have demons that are a part of the operation of that opens your mind to those things. Witchcraft, um, spells, you know, uh, all kinds of things like that. Um, and then the next one is idolatry. So anything that you're worshiping instead of God can also, like I say, they don't always lead to spirits. They often can it, this is a method for how Satan gets a foothold, just like what we read in Ephesians. Some of the symptoms of demonization, symptoms which is like, and again, some of the behaviors that are, oh, sorry, that, that was, never mind. Um, some of the, some, these, this is a list of some of the symptoms of being demonized. Now, that doesn't mean that every time somebody exhibits these things that they have demons. It's just that, that sometimes these are, manifestations of the presence of a demon. So some of the, the behaviors that open the mind are also symptoms, which are all the things I read uh, before, which were drug and alcohol abuse can sometimes also be a symptom of a demon being there. You know, the bitterness can be a symptom of a demon. So it's they kind of feed one another, if that makes sense to you. Um, any, oh, here, we're missing one. Uh, any out of control behavior. Anytime somebody is out of control, that that um, oftentimes can oftentimes can be a symptom that there's a demon. Um, hearing voices is one. Uh, hallucinations is another one. Self mutilation. Uh, self all kinds of self destructive behaviors. Uh, supernatural human strength that's not given by God. <clears throat> you see people that have power that, you know, you see San God can actually give supernatural power too. Again, like what Kristen shared about is that whatever God does, Satan counterfeits. Satan, and a counterfeit, if you think about a counterfeit, a counterfeit has to be good for it to get passed off. It has to have a lot of similarity to the original. If I was to try and pass this off as a $100 bill, it doesn't look anything like a $100 bill. It's, this is not a very good counterfeit. You know, I'm not going to get very far. Nobody's going to buy it. So if you look at the, the ways that Satan operates, he's not going to always come out and show his true colors of being evil. He's going to show some benefit. He's going to show, like, just with the, what Kristen was talking about, some power, some evidence, some, some good things. A lot of the deceit of it is that you buy into something up front because you see something that you like in it, and then, but the long-term benefit is not there. It's hurtful, you know, it, it causes destruction in your life. And so he's always trying to do things to lure people away from God and from the power of God. Because once we're walking with God, he is then powerless against us, which he doesn't like that, you know. Because we can run all over his kingdom, we could do damage to him and do damage to his works. And I like being in that 
roll a whole lot better. I'm just like, you know, watch out. I'm going to, I'm going to hurt you, you know? So, um, uh, anyway, okay, supernatural strength. Um, that's not given by God. And next one is calloused conscience. The Bible actually talks about um, when, you're, when your conscience, when you're not feeling. It's, it, the Bible calls it being past feeling. It's, a lot of times it comes from repeating sin over and over and over again that you get to the place that you don't feel, your conscience doesn't feel it anymore. It should, when you're doing hurtful things, it should bother you. But, you know, it's just like, I, I think about it... Um, as when I was young, I used to think it was so much fun to walk around barefoot outside on the hot pavement and so the calluses were so thick on my feet and we used to think it was hilarious as kids to stick pins in, our, in our, the heels of our foot and ha ha ha, see it's not hurting me. And that's really how your conscience works actually from like where your, your skin is originally, your conscience is sensitive, which it should be, but if you keep hurting it, hurting it and hurting it, it grows such a thick skin that you don't feel anything for, as a result of your behavior. So that can also, again, that um, the Bible talks about that can be uh, a symptom of a demon being present or the other way around. Doing that can also open your mind to spirits. Okay, next one. Uh, sexual perversity. Uh, if you ever, I mean, don't you ever wonder how people have, do things like have sex with animals? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like it really, or, or pedophilia, you know, incest. Some of these things you, you think about, how do you get there? You know, how do people get to the place that, um, you know, that they go there? Honestly, I've I seen a lot of that in my life um, up firsthand. And it, it's just hard to imagine that people can get there. But it comes from a place of... Of it's just like where you open yourself up over and over and over again, and you get more, and it and it ties in with the callous conscience too, where behavior gets more and more extreme, and it gets to that place. Uh, I mean, I was one. I mean, I wasn't doing those things, but you know, where as far as my my sexual acting out came from, I didn't feel it. It should be horrifying to me. It wasn't, you know. Um, and so, but you know what? The thing is, is it's totally available to get healed and to have your conscience be nice and tender and pink and sensitive all over again to go back there. You know, it, it's not, this is, this, none of this is permanent. You know, like God is able to heal any, every single one of these things. Um, another one is murder. Oh, phobias. Okay, I have murder on mine. Phobias are one. Where's another one? I should probably follow what you've got up there because my list is different. Oh, and shame. We've got a couple others that um, I've got uh, murder. You know, you think about that. Like, how do people get to that place? You know, I've seen it. I've spent time with murders. It's like you get where it's been. It doesn't happen overnight. People just don't wake up and go, oh, great. I just want to go kill somebody. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It, it just doesn't start that way. It really is a place of people preparing them, their hearts and everything. But I really think to get to the level of degradation, a lot of these things to get that low and that, you know, to get to, you know, uh, pedophilia, bestiality, or murder, or some, you know, some of the more heinous crimes, you read these things, these are horrifying. How does, how does a human being get to the place that they do some of the hideous, hideous things. Honestly, it's like I believe that for most of those situations, they're, 
their demons present. And the demon is the one that just takes them over the edge and takes them to that utter, you know, to that utter darkness. I've seen it too where it's like where there's been miraculous instant healing when demons have left. If somebody really wants healing and wants deliverance, it's really interesting. You'll, and again, oh, in the next few weeks, we're going to see some of the biblical records as far as spirits go. But it's, it's typically really noticeable when spirits leave, you see something shift. I've seen it. If you want to grow in awareness of this, ask God to show you these things. God will show you where there's spirits present. It really is wild, like, you know, like just, and just know. I, sometimes it can be a little bit scary when you first start seeing things, you know, like, oh my gosh. But it's just like God says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know, that, that God Almighty has the power. You know, he's, he's got the power. And I, you just walk into, I've walked in, I went into, um, this is one place, it was this one place where we were, we were witnessing or something like that, um, uh, I don't know if Kimberly or Patty, and it was like a coffee house, and there were all Satan worshipers in there. It was like so crazy. It was just like, man, and they knew we were there, too. We walked in, and you could just feel it. Like, oh, me and we went witnessing with the um, with that last thing of the, uh, which group of ambassadors? It might have been Team Avatar, and Susan and I went witnessing together. And there was a guy that was worshiping Satan that came over while we were witnessing this girl who totally got blessed, and we were really preaching about, like, we were really being able to be bold, and she was so excited, and her heart was really open. And the guy, I watched him from across the room, and I knew he had a spirit because I saw him watch us as we walked into the room. Like, seriously, like, he was sitting at the table, and, and I looked, and I, and I didn't see his uh, uh, pentagram at first. So, um, but, we wa- but we walked by, and I, lo- and I watched him look up and look at us, and I was just like, Oh, man, there's a spirit. So we walked in, and, and, and we walked over to this uh, table, and this girl made room for us, and we hung out with her, and she was so excited. I mean, we witnessed. She came to church a couple times, and then she moved to New York. But, um, but we were able to, like, preach, 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 and she was super blessed. And as we were talking, he walks from his table over there and walks up behind and sits right behind me. Or, I'm sorry, right, it was behind me, but it was more like behind, si- behind Susan. So it's me, me here, Susan there, and then the girl we're witnessing to there. He's sort of sitting here, and he's staring at me, like giving me the eye the whole time. And I was just like, wow. And then I saw the pentagram, and I'm like, oh, I know who you are. And I was just like, I was just like you know what? Sorry. You know, it's just like you can't do anything here. You know, like I was praying up a storm and everything else. It was so, it was cool, but it's just sort of like, like you get to, see, you know, like God can open open your eyes to like seeing that, but know that it's God and Christ in you is is bigger than the devil, and we can overcome that. Um, some of the medical problems that are also the, some of the things that are caused by spirits that the Bible's or can be caused by spirits, not always seizures, blindness, deafness, muteness, um, are all. Th- also medical things that can sometimes be caused by spirits as well. So what we're going to do, the Bible says, uh, uh, there's a few things to keep in mind here, because we're going to kind of go over some of these things in the next few weeks and some of the stories in the Bible of healing and deliverance, because God Almighty wants every single person healed and delivered and set free. God's about freedom. God is about freedom. God is about healing. God is about, it says in John 10.10 that the thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy, 
But I am come, Jesus Christ says, that you might have life and have it to the full. Like, Jesus Christ is about every single person having the fullest, most possible, richest life in every way, shape, and form. Like, lacking absolutely nothing. Um, a life that's where they're, you know, getting rid of prisons, whatever the things are that are imprisoning us or enslaving us. Satan's behind that. Satan's all about, he's a control freak. You want to talk about control freak, you know. He's a control freak. Um, and I'm telling you, he's dark and he's evil and it's, he's not your friend. So it's like, I get, I get that, but there's nothing to fear. There's really nothing to fear because it says greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You know, it's, but it doesn't help to just pretend that this stuff doesn't happen. You know, I, you know, I know, honestly, I don't even care if it sounds crazy. I've just seen it too much. I don't care. I, you know, it's just like, I, I'm sorry, I've seen too much. I've seen spirits. I don't see how the world makes sense in another way of how dark this, you know, the crap is out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, l read the newspaper. You know, it's just sort of, um, it says da Satan is the god of this world right now. You know, he's running the show. But it's it's in our seeking God and in our in our allowing God into places of our life that we walk into more and more freedom, more and more deliverance, more and more healing. You know, and I love it. I love Kristen's story because I've seen it for myself too, that God is so loving that even when, like he fights for everybody, even when we're doing dumb stuff like making fun of Christians. Like I was one of those people too. I love that God's love is so big and his grace is so big that I don't care how stupid we all are, God's still fighting for us. You know, that's, that's love. That's grace. It's, does, it's not about deserving. It is not about deserving. God will still fight for you because he is love. God in every ounce of who God is, is love and is for you. And it's possible to have an amazing life. It really is. It's possible to have life to the full. You know, that's what God wants for everybody. And it's just about drawing closer and closer to him in that. So we're going to you know, in the next couple of weeks anyway, well, there's some really awesome stories. There's a story actually, there's a few stories in the Bible that are really similar to actually Kristen's amazing healing. Um, you know, and I'm glad you actually told the whole story because it was, it's juicy. It's a great juicy, it's a, it's a great journey. It really was. It was, it's cool. It's just like God is just really patient with us. Like there's some stuff we're just not ready to give to God and God, he's not, You'd think he'd be punitive or, you know, like, oh, well, you know, like, you're not honoring me with that. I'm going to withhold. But it's so not how God works. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, you're weak. I've done it. I've done it myself. Like, so many things that I've done that are so opposite God, not honoring God, you know, where my heart was in a horrible place and unwilling and obnoxious and everything else, but God's still loving me and fighting for me and letting being there for me any time. Like, it's an amazing story that Jesus Christ was there for her when, like, when she's going, ah, I don't have anything to do with you. I renounce you and all of your people. And you go, oh, I'm in trouble. Jesus Christ, boom. You know, Jesus Christ shows up. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that is our God. That is our, our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's just like, it's love, guys. It's grace. It's not about works. It's not about deserving. It's like God is willing all the time. It's like, it's just that he will not take your free will away. He just won't. Satan will. 
give, you know, all the time. You give him any little room, he will take your free will like that um, and imprison you every which way, you know, all over the place. So uh, it's, it's always a little, <laughs> it's always a spiritual battle even teaching this subject. <laughs> you know, accidents on the freeway, people can't get here. Hmm, could it be mm, Satan? Um, could be, could be. So, um, but I don't care. We're going to have a good time doing this in the next few weeks. So, yeah, amen. I scared demons away. <laughs> oh, is that Jesus? He looked different than what I pictured. <laughs> Okay, um, so let's pray. Uh, I'll bless the offering. Uh, and next week, we have Team 7 doing their ambassador report. Woo-hoo! Don't want to miss that. And more demons. So, <laughs> Heavenly Father, um, I'm thankful that you do honor free will and that you are loving and that um, we don't have to deserve it at all. Uh, but that you keep fighting for us, and there's no place that you abandon us um, at all, no matter what. Um, but that you're always, always fighting for people, for healing and deliverance. And um, I pray that we can draw closer to you and really knowing you and really seeing your love and your grace for us. And that our faith could just grow and increase more and more. Uh, I pray, I, I feel thankful that we can trust in you in, in this area of um, providing for us m for material things as well. That It's not like you forget those things and you think that they don't apply. Um, you totally have promised that you would provide for us in um, that we would have all of our needs met financially. Um, and that, God, that you've even made a provision where um, the we can walk out in faith and trusting you by giving and putting our trust in you with that. And so, and you are always, always faithful. So I lift this offering to you that it, it is for your honor and your glory and out of love for you and all that you've done. And I just ask you to bless everybody back for their giving as you are always faithful to do, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs>